Bucketheads. It is our official last episode of our first season. We've made it. I know. I'm so nervous. I'm, I'm yeah. so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm excited and I'm nervous at the same time because... I was, I was making the bucket last night at, like, well, technically this morning because it was 4 a.m. And... <laughs> you ever the, sleep yes i went to bed at like five okay yeah but like i was making the bucket and since it was 4 a.m my eyesight was going a little bit <laughs> I'm, I'm like really worried that like i missed a state in the bucket you know if you did there's 48 other ones yes so it's it's not like we're gonna miss one that would have been the one we it's when he, when he gets later in in the seasons here when we when we get to 47 <laughs> we're gonna be like wait a minute i feel like we're missing one um <laughs> then that's the issue but after but but right now this is state number two i think we'll be okay if you accidentally missed one i okay. know right. i just want to point out that my cat has just decided to Plant her, yeah. plant herself just directly on me for this podcast so i apologize in advance <laughs> that's fine we might hear little eight-month-old kitten meows because he's like i want attention and you've locked me out of your room <laughs> oh no mine's just oh you have a keyboard and the thing that you need to do right now i'm going to be all up on it all right but i get to start this week and yes tell I'm me excited. how um, okay, so Florida needs to get its shit together. <laughs> that is the understatement of the century. Yeah, okay, so it needs more cryptids, because, bruh, I was searching far and wide for something other than fucking skunk ape. And boy, did it, let me tell you, it took up until this morning to figure out what the heck I was going to tell this week, because... Every fucking cryptid outlet is just like, oh, skunk ape this and skunk ape that. And it's all the same skunk ape stories, too. It's because there are only the ones that I told. Yeah, exactly. There are only that many. Exactly. So I was like, well, maybe I can tell skunk ape from a different angle. I was like, there's no other angle for skunk ape. It's just a, a big furry man thing walking. That one man is hunting. That one man is hunting. Um so I went back and I Googled some more. I went through my weird Florida book and I found there's this consistency of river monster stories. Okay. So I'm going to tell the story of the St. John's River Monster that apparently, oh, yay. <laughs> that apparently has been terrorizing Florida since 1859. Is it like so, on... on all of the St. John's or like do I need to be worried? <laughs> it's all of the St. John's so okay, everybody so needs good. to be worried. <laughs> that's good. It's the whole state. It's not it's, just the city that I live in. Uh, well, the first part of it starts off in the city that you live in uh, for a good chunk of it. So please be prepared <laughs> for this lovely story that we are about to begin. Okay, so it begins. The first account of the St. John's River Monster was in a, a mainstream newspaper in 1849. Mm. The clipping refers to it as a monster of the deep, which was reported by a Captain 
Adams of a Florida schooner of the name Lucy and Nancy, which is such an interesting name for a boat. I feel like you should have one name for a boat, not two names for a boat. But well, you're supposed to have one name for a person, not two, but you know, we, that happens. I guess so. So Captain Adams of the Lucy and Nancy um, described it as this monster that lifted its head which was kind of like a snake several times out of the out of the water and displayed most of his body ex, uh, exhibiting a pair of frightful fins several feet in length <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it she's doing snake snake things i was doing i was doing the cobra snake and then she said fins out of the water and i was like oh god how do i do fins with one hand it was great um <laughs> Adams judged the Leviathan, the Leviathan, la, 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 to be at least ninety feet in length. It's, oh snap! It's it's a long boy. Um, that is a long boy. He's a long boy. Um, I saw a video of a sturgeon that was ten feet long last night. And that was a big boy. <laughs> ninety feet is like a good solid chunk of the river. That um, is almost no. That never mind. I was going to say that is almost a football field. But that is in yards. <laughs> uh, its neck was tapered from its head to its body and appeared about seven feet across in its widest part of its back. So it's 90 feet long and by seven, seven feet, feet wide. He's a skinny boy. He's a skinny long boy. <laughs> seven feet's pretty wide. Yeah. There's, there are people who are seven feet tall. So Yeah, and picture them laying down. And now picture that being in the river, but ninety feet of it. That's what I'm saying. He's a long. He's a long boy. He's a long boy. He's a long he's boy. Up... But I wouldn't call him skinny. <laughs> okay, so he's slightly chunky long boy. Is that better? Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. So and the uh, the color of the creature was dirty brown. Just now, like the Saint John's. Just like the Saint John's. Okay. I mean, so... it might not have been dirty brown back then, but it, it certainly is now. It absolutely correct is now. Um. So my thing is, is I was reading through these, and the color of the creature changes a couple times, which is my thing i was like if you're gonna have like consistency in a creature keep the color the same because then like if you're talking about a different creature then it's just an entirely different creature all the way around yeah but i mean there are like variations unless it's like this one was brown and this one was green and this one was blue it's a little like that oh okay. um, <laughs> so there's going to be like the skunk ape it was like this one was brown well this one was reddish brown yeah so like that's that's a reasonable coloring remember because we have yeah. a mafia of, of yeah swamp we got apes. The mafia of swamp apes yeah so they're just it's just a slightly different coloration like this one goes from like dirty brown to like pink so <laughs> <laughs> i like so, the pink one. yeah so um <laughs> The journalist in the article assures the readers that the citizens of Jacksonville, um, which this was where it was happening, um, could fully vouch for Captain a uh, Adams' character. In all circumstances, he seems to favor the idea of existence of sea serpents, uh, even though scientists had not categorized or classified them yet, because this is 18, what, 59 or something like that? <laughs> um, and the Jacksonville residents found it unthinkable that Adams would invent such a story. You know, I hate how much that tracks. Right? Like, I feel like to this day, like, if the sheriff, well, not the, sh not the sheriff currently, <laughs> that's a different story. But, like, if a high person in Jacksonville came out and was like, sea serpent, I bet the entire, 65% of the city would be like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, I 
knowing knowing Jacksonville and living in Jacksonville, a hundred percent tracks, a hundred percent tracks. Yeah. So, um, and then so the the journalist wanted to know whether a prehistoric beast of the dinosaur age could possibly exist in modern times. <laughs> I mean, I guess to them it was modern times. Exactly. That's um, weird to think about. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a great existential crisis for my day. Good morning. Have an existential crisis for breakfast. It's time for a sip of coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and said that the documented evidence, like in Scotland, though many people have poo-pooed the idea, literally poo-pooed, like in ex- <laughs> like quotation marks the idea in the english parliament even set up a, a bureau to investigate the loch ness monster so like this is all around that same like loch ness monster time i guess so the journalist was just confounded that it could possibly exist in our saint john's river now it I mean, wasn't it in- straight out to the ocean so you never know what could have gotten f- stuck in there you really honestly like i've seen some sh- i've seen some weird shit on the river mm-hmm. like have i seen a 90 foot by seven foot weird serpent man no serpent um, man. i don't know hex hex stop pushing buttons hex <laughs> sorry that's like i want to be involved you I are tell the story no nine 90 foot serpent that sounds delicious yeah she she seems very intrigued by what's happening right now um okay so <laughs> it wasn't again until 1953 so we have a chunk of time in there um, about 100 years about 100 years that the orlando sentinel the acclaimed only newspaper pretty much in orlando um reported that the old St. John's River monster may be an ugly and terrifying creature, but he's at least worth $5,000 to one man. That's it? He's 90 feet long. Do you know how much you could get off of that? That's about $50,000 today, though. Okay. Well, that's a little better. Yeah. God, inflation. (laughs) (laughs) Just full of existential crises this morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. So Owen Goodwin of the owner of Goodwin Snake Village in Kissimmee, Florida, promised to pay at least $5,000 for the living monster or $1,000 for the slain beast. But there was one single condition. <laughs> the sea monster must be at least 30 feet long. So at least half the size of a the third. previous one. A third. Because <laughs> math, it's fine. It's whatever. I know threes. That's that's the only reason I knew it was a third is because I know threes. I know twos. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and must have a horn like a narwhal or unicorn. That wasn't in the description though from the original nope. one. Nope. I'm telling you, the the beast, the beast. You changes. just want a unicorn, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah can't be changing the parameters like that it's rude um this the sentinel did say at least six witnesses says he at least has a horn so he is being witnessed by other people now at this point okay so so now he is either 90 feet long and seven feet wide and dark brown or he's 30 feet long and has a horn so we're just going to keep adding to the list of things for our, our our lovely um 
uh, St. John's River Monster here. In the same article, it reported that a lady, in quotation marks, described the St. John's River Monster. <laughs> Sorry, that you white. Okay. I don't know of why. All, of all the things, like, why don't we put river monster in quotation marks, not lady? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're really switching it up here. The lady is the true cryptid. <laughs> Have you been to Florida? Correct. <laughs> Uh, described the St. John's River Monster as a beast that swims like a fish but walks like a dog. <laughs> what? <laughs> this thing is just all over the place. What? <laughs> so now it's got legs. It's that, instead of flippers, it's got legs now. Wait, I wonder I wonder if this was the thing that, remember when I did Lake Okeechobee, the thing that the guy saw? Maybe. It might Maybe, have been. Because it, it went up on shore and then it grabbed a calf and then it like flew back into yeah. the water yeah well we're having some, we have some consistencies here okay, i love it we go. all right it uh came up up to her boat also in quotation marks i don't know what's <laughs> happening um somewhere between orlando and jacksonville that is that is a that is a distance <laughs> right that is a two two hour car drive so on boat at least i mean at least three hours minimum minimum it's quite a distance so like anywhere between jacksonville and orlando anywhere between north and the middle of the state yeah somewhere this weird this weird creature walks slithered up to me <laughs> uh and apparently he stretched 35 feet long with a head mm -hmm. that was 30 inches wide and a 10 inch horn in the middle of its head so I'm just biologically trying to figure out what the horn would be used for. As spearing alligators. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He walks like a dog. Now he, he's, he can joust alligators now. <laughs> I, I love it. You're just kind of like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, sure. That seems totally plausible in this situation. I, I mean, listen, if we're just making up lore like these people are. It really is just stacking on top of each other. How just, they're like, you know what? We need to add some more layers to this particular story. It doesn't feel like it's enough. Um, now, biologists said that the newspapers, um, told by the newspapers, the monster was most likely just a manatee. Because after all, Christopher Columbus apparently saw a manatee when he wrote in his journals about mermaids. But that was on a... On a uh, in the 1750s... Are they, are manatees in the river? Yes. That's the majority of where they live, is the St. John's River. <laughs> really? Really, really. Because my other option, what I was going to talk about, was like the legend behind, like where mermaids came from, which yeah. are man just manatees. manatees. But it was, yeah. which, but it's mentioned in here, so I figured, like, you know, it kind of flows together. I don't know why I thought manatees were more ocean, like oh, coast, no. like coastal, not inland. Oh no, definitely inland, because they hang out in springs, like when oh, okay. the water gets cold. That makes sense. Yeah, like that's why they all go to like Blue Springs in the winter time because the water's too cold, so they hang out in the moderate temperatures of the spring. I don't know. It feels like because like I've seen them before, my brain went beach and not river. Like I've but, seen like, them in the ocean, like in the intercoastal, but the majority of the time they're in a river. They're okay. they, they enjoy brackish makes, water. Most most of the time I've seen them in the intercoastal, so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that's generally where they are. Yeah. Um 
So I'm a bad Floridian. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my mother when I was really young that I had to have a manatee in my house. So I'm it's kind of one of my favorite animals. So I do kind of that tracks majority of yeah. Um so because in the 1750s, a French anatomist and a anatomatom something. Um and I'm, a glad I'm not the only one that has a hard time with those words. Oh yeah, no, I can't. Um and a printmaker, um, I'm going to butcher this French name, hardcore, uh, Gutierre de, oh, I'm not even going to try. Um, this French man engraved. Gutierre, that's good enough. Just Gutierre. Gutierre, Gutierre French man here, engraved images of mermaids as half human, half fish hybrids, also mm -hmm. known to be androgynous and racially ambiguous to so those people who are yelling about uh, a black little mermaid. Um. But it was also impossible for Europeans at that point to the what they imagine, what the Americas look like. So perhaps they were correct about their half-mermaid, half-fish people. So that's where the, the biologists were like, ah, yeah, you're not seeing anything. Manatee. Yeah. Manatee. 90-foot-long manatee that walks yeah. like a dog and has a horn. Yeah. No big deal. Who's maybe brown, maybe pink. You know, because right. manatees are both of those colors. That was sarcasm. Technically, they can be pinkish. Yeah, but mostly born. they're like the grayish blue. Yes, they're mostly grayish blue. But pinkish when they're born, they're not going to be 30 feet at least. I would hope. God, could you imagine? I could not. <laughs> A poor I... manatee that gives birth to that. Oh, God. You'd have to be at least 60 feet long to give something, give birth to something that's at least 30 feet long. I'm just. Exactly. At least half your body says. I'm just saying. Uh, nope, couldn't do it. Ooh. Anyway. Yep, it hurts my soul. Anyway, <laughs> and then again in 1975, okay, Jacksonville glass installers Wallace McLean, who was 24 years of age, and Eddie St. John, who was 33, were fishing back in May, um, apparently with two women on the boat as well, because that's was women in quotation marks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brenda Langley, one of the two women on board, suddenly stood up and pointed and gasped. McLean watched the monster's head rise from the water like a periscope, just like that, <laughs> then turned and stared at him for a minute and a half. He's very precise with his... <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I am miming the motion, still still in the snake shape, yep. um, but a lot more periscope-like, and then just staring. my fingers are just staring at Caroline through the camera. <laughs> oh, oh, sometimes I wish this was a video podcast, <laughs> just a little bit. Not so that anybody people could this way people could see fist in the eyes and my little <laughs> my little. I'm a snake. I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm I'm a, a river a serpent. <laughs> I'm a serpent. I'm a little snake. <laughs> the monster was the colored of boiled shrimp, said McLean. If it wasn't pink, I'm not sitting here talking to you. <laughs> I've heard a lot of southern phrases. That is not one of them. If it wasn't pink, I'm not sitting here talking to you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So if it was brown, you weren't going to tell anyone? <laughs> like, I know that's not the point of the phrase, but like... Yeah. Um, let's see. When Langley asked uh, what the monster looked like, he's... Uh, or I'm sorry, she said, because Langley was the female, mm -hmm. um, like pictures of dragons. 
Um, her friend Dorothy Abram, who was the other woman in the boat, said it looked like a dinosaur if its skin had been pulled back and all the bones were showing. <laughs> I can't do that one. I can't mimic that one. There's <laughs> <laughs> skinned dinosaur looking thing. <laughs> Cyrax from Game of Thrones. Or Fire and Blood. There Not go. Fire and Blood. That's the name of the book. The book is House of Dragon. Or the show is House of Dragon. God damn. We got there eventually. <laughs> I need I need less names of things from George R. R. Martin, all right? Oh god. Oh god. Months go by without a sighting. Um and then all of a sudden Jacksonville gets a flood of calls one day um, explaining why That's he did <laughs> I didn't go to bed until 5 a.m. This is all I my know. fault. This I is all my fault. <laughs> um, explaining why he didn't know how many uh, monster sightings had been reported. The man says oh, with a snarky remark, we just keep record of manatees and other animals protected by the state and federal law. We don't have any laws protecting sea monsters. <laughs> so this is why not all of them have been recorded because there's no law protecting those uh, weird sea monster things, so we don't keep record of that. I'm honestly surprised a hunting party wasn't formed as soon as they were like, it's not protected. That means you can kill it. Um, <laughs> just... Sawed off shotgun, you know, like a redneck for the river monster <laughs> for the river monster. Yeah, you know, we do have to tell people not to shoot at hurricanes, so like that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> yes, every year, every don't, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot at a hurricane. hurricane, don't shoot at a tornado, not gonna do anything. It's not, you're not helping, you're just gonna get the bullets blown back at you. Stop it. Yeah, you're just gonna hurt yourself anyway. Um, other people who have seen the monster include Larry Atkinson and Bobby Holt, who drank beers downtown while fishing at the Fuller Warren Bridge on a December morning. Um, Holt said the thing out in the middle of the channel under the bridge as it swam, its humps completely came out of the water. It looked like a sea serpent. We were both baffled. Atkinson added, it wasn't an otter. It wasn't sea cows. And it wasn't a snake. Snakes swim sideways, and that thing, whatever it would, had humps and was moving in an up-and-down motion. Snakes don't do that. That is true. Snakes don't do that. That is very correct. They go slither, slither, slither. But um, dolphins go up and down. That is true. Maybe they had one too many beers. And they there. just were like, go. Oh, that's <laughs> a long boy. And it was just actually like three dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> They were just all swimming, like, one right after the other, and then the guy was just like, oh, that's a really long thing. Okay. <laughs> now, so with this, like, this is the last, like, the little bit of the last part of this article, particularly. And the last, I didn't write it, like, I didn't put it in my little notes, but there was, a, a, like, a phrase at the end of this article that said, um, who knows if the St. John's River Monster actually exists, but maybe at one point it did, but a redneck with a shotgun went out and killed it and just didn't tell anybody. I mean, 90 feet long, that even 30 feet long, that'd feed your family for a good amount of time. Yeah, like, and like, he's just the backwoods boy trying to feed his family. I could, I could see that, honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, I, mean, I, I feel like that's what happened to probably a lot of quote unquote river monsters was it was just like, that's good eating. <laughs> exactly. It's very Florida. <laughs> so that is that is our, our tale of the St. John's River monster um, has been there's a little bit of him in our wild Florida book as well. Um, I would like to pull out just some more descriptions just because they're my favorite part. Um, let's see. In 1943. A couple in Fort Walton Beach described it um, as having a head like a furry cat-like face and the animal circled around the boat and then vanished. Um, let's see. Another one in the mid-1950s said it looked like a brontosaurus, but nearly not as large. Okay. Let's see where else here. Um, in 1975, it had a horned head like a big snail. Are snails' heads horned? I don't think so. I thought they just had two little, like, yeah, two little antennae. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then let's see. In 1962, a, a creature looked like a telephone pole uh, came out of the water. It had a 10 foot long rigid neck, a head with tiny eyes, and a mouth wide open full of teeth. So that one's new. So I got stuck on the Brontosaurus and I had to look up a photo of it. <laughs> just to make sure that I was thinking of the right dinosaur. And I was. That's a long neck. Yep. <laughs> I think these people were just on some meth. <laughs> like... uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, there was one that was 25 feet in length with a snake-like body. Uh... Also possibly had humps, might have been a single sea serpent, might have been some dolphins. So those are my favorite descriptions pulled out of this particular book because it's all. Are, those are great. Yeah, they're, it's all the St. John's River Monster, um, but they're all it's all the same thing. You know, it was around the boat. It was here. It was there. It was in the water. But I just I had to pull the descriptions because the descriptions honestly are my favorite part of these stories because could had it been a manatee could it have been uh an anaconda that had gotten loose somehow because somebody had a a a, a pet i don't know but my thing is is the cat-like face and the horn yeah the horn and it, and it being pink um it's just it's it's did you ever watch adventure time no oh, okay no it just reminds me of, I forget the character's name and it makes me feel bad, but Jake the talking dog, his <laughs> wife was like this like snake unicorn horse thing and she had a horn. That seems like a lot. Happening. Yeah, but like that's, that's what it reminds me of. It's like, it's like a unicorn snake thing unicorn snake thing yeah that's pretty yeah. much what what they're going for so um that is our 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 thing that goes bump in the night this week is our saint john's river monster um there hasn't really been any recent sightings of him um is he was made dinner yeah so i i think that's gonna go i'm i'm let's i'm gonna go with some redneck in the woods along the river was just like that looks like dinner and it's no longer there so. yeah i mean i can see it yeah so i love it all right 
So I'm finishing Florida off with crime, but make it unorganized. I'm so excited. All right. So this story was a little bit uh, girthier than I realized. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my my notes are a little long, so I'm going to try to maybe skim it down a little bit. Okay. Um, but we're starting off in West Palm Beach where Julius Ashley, who goes by Joe, okay. moved with his wife, Lugenia. Uh, they had five sons and four daughters. That's a fuck ton of kids. <laughs> yes. That is just too many damn kids. It's too many kids. This okay. was like in 1910, by the way. Okay. That um, makes sense, yeah. So, so the early 90s or early 90s, early 1900s. Um when he moved to West Palm, there was a short time where he was a police officer, and then he helped uh, throwing it back again. He helped build Henry Flagler's railroad for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that, I'm sure that kind of got a lot of uh, a lot of people jobs. Yeah, at that point. Um, on the side, he did a little bit of moonshining. Apparently, he was very good at it. Uh, he was also a really good, a skilled backwoodsman which he taught to his five sons because they lived pretty close to the Everglades. So uh, after a while of trapping, are you okay? <laughs> I'm. What is the definition of a backwoodsman? And also, is there a frontwoodsman? Like, no, I mean, so I think there's just a woodsman, okay. which is like typically what we think of. And then there's a backwoodsman, which is like the redneck version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, like, because this was, like, trapping otters and hunting alligators in the swamps type mm. of woodsman. Yeah, so I think it's, like, the not pretty version of being a woodsman. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the opposite of Snow White and the Huntsman. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yes. These are, we are not talking about these uh, are the Chris Hemsworth. These are the people who, uh, who ate the river monster. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... This led to his five sons knowing the swamps as well as the Seminoles because okay. they were constantly going through it. So one of his sons, John Ashley, is the main character of our story. He started out his life of crime with murder where as... he killed a local Seminole trapper who happened to be the son of the chieftain of the Cow Creek Seminoles. He's really just starts jumped in there. Yeah, just he jumped in there. He's really like, you know what? I'm gonna go from zero to a thousand. Yes. Okay. So the man that he killed, his name was DeSoto Tiger, and his body was found in December of 1911 uh, by a dredging crew. He had been shot in the back and was last seen alive with John, as well as having a receipt that John had John's signature in it for twelve hundred dollars in otter pelts. So it was a relatively easy crime to solve. <laughs> okay, though, but like... <laughs> Otter pelts, I know you're thinking those can't be very big. <laughs> like, that has to be so many otters. <laughs> like, those poor otters, number one. And number two, how are you lugging around? Like, how... Like, this is not... Also, who did the selling of the otter pelts? Like, I'm so... Uh, like yeah it was real easy john did not cover himself well in no in, in the evidence thing here he i think not... since they were both trappers that they may have been working together and then john was like i'm gonna keep the money myself kind of deal oh. all right i can i don't know i feel like i feel like john's really fucking himself over here to start off with 
John gets a little bit of karma. So I'm okay with this. Palm Beach County Sheriff George G. Baker sent two officers to go arrest John. Now this is kind of a badass move. So they send he he sends two officers to arrest John. Doesn't go quite as planned. They arrive and a voice from the palmetto bushes tells them to stop, put down their guns, and to step into the bushes slowly. They do this for some unknown reason they're like oh shit god like <laughs> what absolutely what i am the police officers put their guns down from baffled, a voice <laughs> baffled by this information <laughs> i am i i mentally and physically cannot process what you just told me because that sounds like the dumbest shit i've ever heard ever ever it gets better a voice from a bush tells you to do it and you do it how does it get better from there <laughs> like you're like eating your microphone at this okay. point but like I don't want the uh, I don't know if the computer's actually picking it up, so I'm really concerned that you can't hear me. <laughs> oh no, I can hear you. It's okay. just you sound like you're eating your microphone, and it's kind of hilarious. Like you inhaled it, and are like, "How does it get better?" <laughs> I really don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, for some reason they do this, and they walk through the bushes to find John and his brother Bob, who was apparently the most terrifying of the brothers, uh, <laughs> sitting at a campfire making some coffee, which. Same. <laughs> uh, John then tells them that he's going to let them go. The police officers. He's going to let them go because he wants them to deliver a message to Sheriff Baker, which that he was not to send any more chicken hearted men with rifles or they're apt to get hurt. <laughs> AKA, he said, don't send no more little bitches into my swamp. <laughs> Or else they ain't gonna leave my swamp. <laughs> You're just dead. I'm fucking, I'm fucking dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this seems like some wrong turn motherfucking bullshit. So like this scary man named Bob and his brother John are just chilling, drinking some coffee. coffee. Some fireside coffee. Fireside coffee. And they told these two police officers to just drop their shit and join them. And yeah. he's like, yo, motherfucker. <laughs> you guys just listen to a bush voice. <laughs> Maybe don't send any more assholes this way. And they're that like, are cool, okay. scared as shit. Cool, okay. And then they dippity dip. Like, yep, what is exactly what they do? John and Bob seem like people who would eat other people for fun. <laughs> <laughs> cannibalism in my story i hate to break it to you damn it <laughs> <laughs> so the, po- the 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 police leave because okay. they're like okay bye um so sheriff baker's response was to put john's photo inside of every post office in south florida 
That's the worst. Just like, I can't send any more officers because the scary mountain witch swap man is going to eat them, even though they're not going to eat them. So you know what? No mail for you. <laughs> well, no, it's because everybody always had to go to the post office, so not everybody knew who John Ashley was. No mail for you, John Ashley. <laughs> so he's he can't go anywhere because everybody knows him. He'd be recognized anywhere he goes. So he decides to dip out of Florida for a little bit, and he goes to New Orleans. As one does. As one does. After two years, uh, I guess he got a little homesick. So he comes home. Okay. I don't I don't I don't get how how the Everglades beats Nola like you know there wasn't a 30 foot uh sea monster with a horn to eat I don't know I don't <laughs> so, know when he comes back he surrenders to the police and he has a trial set for the murder of uh DeSoto John wasn't dumb about this though apparently most of the town really liked him because they didn't like the people that he stood up to, which was, like, the bankers and the wealthy people. And he would apparently, like, Robin Hood that shit a little bit. And, like, take from the rich and give to the poor. So the people of, of the town really liked him. So you're not... Okay. Um, so we're talking about Swamp Robin Hood here. Basically. Basically. Who, uh, I don't... I don't... I don't not like this. I I I love it deep down <laughs> right. in my soul. Right. But like I just am so concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so he figures I have a good chance with the jury. Most of the people here like me. But Sheriff Baker was like, I'm not dumb. I know most of the people here like you. So uh we're moving your trial to Miami. And he was like, Well, fuck. <laughs> so he escaped from jail specifically he escaped from jail while in the custody of uh robert baker his son who happens to be sheriff baker's son uh, yeah so he gave john a plate of food turned around to unlock the cell door and while he was doing this john said bye and ran and jumped a fence and got away <laughs> If this isn't the most swamp Robin Hood shit I've ever heard in my entire life, I'm yeah. I'm really uh, honestly I am viscerally upset that there is no cannibalism in this. <laughs> I feel like this story would just be cherry cannibalism. Like I just, uh, I needed to have more layers. I'm so sorry. But continue. I'm so sorry. So when John escapes from jail, he goes back to the Everglades. And this is when the Ashley gang is born. So the members were John, his dad, Joe, three of his brothers, Bob, Ed, and Frank. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So we've got John, Joe, Bob, Ed, and Frank. and Frank. That is the Ashley family. That is um, the most white ass swamp names I could just. Oh. Mm -hmm. we just missing a Billy Joe or a Billy Bob and then it would have been just chef's kiss yeah oh okay so and then another member was one of John's nephews his name was Hanford Mobley the 
fuck? He's throwing everything off. <laughs> Hands heard. <laughs> and then to round it out, a bank robber from Chicago named Kid Low. No. Hanford and Kid gotta go. <laughs> they, they're throwing off the vibe of the Ashley gang here. You have, Ed, you, you have Ed and Frank and Bob and Joe and Billy and whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> and Hanford and Kid Low. No. <laughs> no. So their first robbery uh, didn't go so well. They tried to rob a train. And there were mixed reports. I saw some where like four people died. And then there was some that said like no people died. But either way, they didn't get any money because the porter on the train locked them out of the car. Which, if this was something you could do, why were so many trains robbed back in the day? Yeah, I have so many questions now. Like, why wasn't this a consistent action for all people who are getting robbed? Like it, yeah, what? just just lock just, the card. Just <laughs> lock it. Their horse can't keep up that long. Yeah, exactly, right? So what? they decided they were going to try again, but with a non-moving target. A bank. <laughs> this one didn't go any better. <laughs> Did they lock him out of the vault, too? No, they managed to rob the bank. Okay. And they managed to get away with $4,235, which we're talking 1910s money, so probably... A shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but during the robbery, you know, bullets got fired, and a kid fired a bullet that accidentally ricocheted off of the car's rear f- uh, window frame, and it hit John, shattering his jaw and blinding him in his right eye. <laughs> that bullet, man. Yeah. <laughs> what like did it like explode and like because i don't know if it like hit his jaw and then like went went, up uh, yeah i don't i don't know how that works i need the trajectory (laughs) and the like uh i need an investigation now (laughs) i need the science behind that motherfucker because whoa yeah the fuck (laughs) <laughs> yeah because clearly like it didn't go through his eye like it went through the no. bottom of his head but i guess maybe because it had ricocheted off of a car it would already it was already like splintered enough yeah that or... when it hit it kind of went yeah like kind of exploded because there's no way like depending on like people's faces are kind of big you yeah can't, like it's it's real hard to fuck up your jaw and your eyeball without a lot of things happening yeah here. like if it's a little tiny bullet it's one or the other it's not both yeah so the injury the injury meant that they couldn't get away as clean as they wanted to and uh sheriff baker caught up with them and rearrested john Mm -hmm. taking him back to miami to stand trial for desoto's murder Mm -hmm. because i guess sheriff baker was like fuck the bank you just robbed in my town no dead people first yeah yeah no i get it so during his time in prison there bob was like I'm going to break my brother out of prison. That's my homie. That's my bro. And he decided to do this. John was clearly the brains of the operation because Bob was not. (laughs) Bob tried to break him out by knocking on the door to the sheriff deputy that lived next door to the prison because I guess there was always like had to be somebody there Mm kind of deal. Yeah. Um, And attempted when the door was open, he attempted to steal the keys from the sheriff's deputy. But then 
dropped them because the sheriff's deputy's wife grabbed a rifle off the wall and he was like, fuck this, I'm out. My brother's not worth that. <laughs> he then steals a delivery truck but gets caught by a Miami officer. The two have a shootout and both of them died. Oh my god. <laughs> None of this was necessary though because John's lawyer cut him a deal the next morning letting him <laughs> off for murder if he went agreed to go peacefully to stand trial for the bank robbery he'd done in West Palm. <laughs> So Bob is just doing the most <laughs> for no reason. Exactly. Oh my god, poor Bob. <laughs> like, not poor Bob, but like, poor Bob. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's, it's literally, you tried so hard and got so far. Ish. A little bit. You got, you got close. A little bit. Not a lot, just a little. <laughs> Close but no cigar there, Bob. <laughs> so, back in West Palm, John was now known as the King of the Everglades and pled guilty to the robbery. He got sentenced to 17 and a half years in prison. And when he went to prison, he was fitted with a glass eye for the uh, injury that had taken place yeah, when he got it... shot by his gang member. Uh, yeah, I was just about to ask, like, he, like, fucked up his face was there like no medical treatment for this like i'm sure yeah, he was no. bleeding like, like so like a lot i saw pictures of him he's not a bad looking guy even after oh okay well, he wasn't he wasn't bad like i kind of get it <laughs> if i was he was a the... hot criminal so it's okay <laughs> uh no <laughs> maybe <laughs> So he faked good behavior for three years while in prison and was assigned to work on a road camp and escaped prison in 1918. So we're going two for two at this point of this man escaping from being arrested. I faked being a good person. <laughs> no cannibalism from me. Hey. <laughs> So he dips out of his road camp work and goes right back to Robin Banks with the rest of the Ashley gang. Minus Bob. <laughs> Minus Bob. So in 1920, prohibition began. Oh. And the Ashley gang wasted no time. Because remember, dad used to be a moonshiner. Mm-hmm. Dad had that skill in his little back pocket there of his little yeah. back backwoods swamp people so they would make their own stuff like they had little stills like all over the everglades where they would make their own stuff but they also ran liquor from british warehouses in the west end and bimini bahamas damn and they would get it into jupiter like over like in during the cover of night they would bring it into jupiter inlet in stewart florida that is a international and progressive gang. I'm I'm really I'm really quite here for their um their entrepreneurship during this time. Yeah. And like <laughs> 1920 also had another upside. Uh this is where John met the love of his life, Laura Up the Grove. What a name. Yes. I don't what know where it comes from. I just know that she had been married twice before at this point. So I'm assuming it was not her natural name. So I don't know who she married that had that last name. I love it, though. That is such a Florida name. I know. 
Oh, like if you could just like package Florida in a name up the it's Grove, absolutely. Up the Grove. Yeah. Absolutely. So she also fell very hard for John and started helping the gang by casing banks for them and warning of raids on their whiskey skill <laughs> whiskey stills in the Everglades. Wow, she's a helpful up the grove. Yes. Now nineteen twenty had a downside. Other than, and, you know. And that was everything. that uh Sheriff Baker passed away oh and then was, sucks the good guy died and then was replaced by sheriff baker oh His no son, the new good guy that that uh john had kind of embarrassed by escaping from him yeah i could see how there might be some tension there yeah, a little bit a little, little, little bit of a grudge just a that, smidge bit of a grudge i could i could I could I could see it. Yeah. <laughs> just 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 um un poquitos un poquitos. Now, 1921 was not as good as 1920 was uh because you know they had he met Laura, they had all the whiskey going, all their own like prohibition rum running. And while John was delivering one of those runs, uh he got recaptured and sent back to prison. Man, he's just not he's just not having a good time. Again, unorganized crime. Uh, definitely unorganized. <laughs> this is the definition of this category at this point. Yes. So while he's in prison, his brothers, Ed and Frank, kept rum running from the Bahamas, and John had a nightmare about them getting murdered at sea by other rum runners that they knew. Mm. So he writes a letter to his dad about the dream, and not long after he writes this letter, his dad arrives to the prison to tell him that Ed and Frank hadn't returned from Bimini when they were supposed to. Now, John is just predicting the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, he's a multifaceted man, this guy. Yes, and so they are presumed dead. They were never seen again, so... So, you killed know. at sea. Okay. Yes. Now, weirdly, uh, the men from John's dreams were also killed at sea. Maybe big storm. A lot less secretly, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, John was like, hmm. All right. Like, <laughs> my dream told me you did it. That's all the evidence I need. Exactly. <laughs> so, the Ashley gang continued to rob banks, but without John bob ed or frank so there's only one ashley in the gang at this point and that's papa joe <laughs> like joe hannaford and low <laughs> no low low is gone i'm pretty sure they got rid of low after he <laughs> shot john ashley's face off like oh so now it's just joe and low or joe and no, hannaford they got they got some new blood okay <laughs> clarence middleton shorty lynn Roy Matthews. Now they they've also got Laura still helping them, as well as her half brother Joe Tracy. So two Joes. We got two Joes. We got two Papa Joe. Joe and half brother Joe, step brother. Yeah, half brother Joe. It's a lot of Joes. It's too many Joes. I feel like too many but... Joes. But we're about to get a John back because in 1923, John, what did he do? Escape, Escape prison. prison. <laughs> oh yeah, third time's a charm. Go John. 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 Yeah. So he once again joined them where they began robbing banks at an incredible speed. <laughs> like they were like, boom, bank robbery disappeared to the Everglades. Boom, bank robbery disappeared to the Everglades. Like they were going hard. 
They, they perfected the, their craft. Yes. And the new Sheriff Baker had had enough. I'm sure. <laughs> he got himself a shiny new posse. <laughs> and he was like, we're going after the Ashley gang. We're getting rifles from the National Guard and we're going in those swamps. Wow. Mm-hmm. He seems very um, determined. This Yes, this he was very Baker. determined. Very determined. So when they made it to the Ashley camp, they like snuck up on him and all of the all of the posse people like started firing which they killed Joe Ashley instantly, shot him in the head. Papa Joe. Mm-hmm. Did because he, he did he the was Ashley do? The Ashley gang accidentally kill him or the... No, the posse. Okay. Yeah, the posse just started firing and Papa Joe was tying his shoe and they right in the head. Wow, that's a yeah that's a sharp uh, shot. Yes. John saw this. And of course now guns are flying. Like bullet not guns are flying, bullets are flying. <laughs> Chucking <laughs> rifles at each other. <laughs> that is much it. more effective. Throw it back. I need that one. Just <laughs> throwing rifles back at each other. <laughs> That would actually be kind of hilarious. I wonder if that's what they did when they ran out of bullets. Just fuck you! Just chuck them right away. <laughs> Gonk. <laughs> Hit him right in the head. So John, of course, sees his father get shot and killed instantly. And he goes into a rage and he just starts shooting and he hits an officer, killing him instantly. This officer happened to have the name Fred Baker. Oh, no. And was Robert Baker's cousin. How many fucking Bakers are there? (laughs) You know, probably at least a dozen. At this point, there are too many, and they're all in law enforcement. (laughs) I'm really kind of upset you didn't get the Baker's dozen joke. Oh, no! Yes! (laughs) Fuck! Good! Damn it. It's okay. I just slid it in there real quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Laura gets shot in the ass with shotgun pellets. <laughs> Should I wait it until you were done drinking? Preferably so I didn't have cherry coke coming out of my nose. <laughs> um, and then her screams distracted the posse enough to allow the gang to re-disappear into the swamps. Wait, did they take Laura with them? Don't know. Oh no, she's just I don't screaming. Know. She's just screaming because she got shot in the shot ass, in the and, ass. They're, and they're all like, "Bye!" And then yeah. they all like leave into. The- <laughs> Thanks for the distraction, babe. Right? Like, oh, poor Laura. So this is when John Ashley kind of loses his favor with the town folks because. Oh, now, now, yeah, is now, the- now, okay. now. Yeah, uh, because Fred Baker had been killed, and apparently a lot of people really liked him. Oh, no, not Fred. So they were like, we're going to take matters into our own hands, except for not really, because we're just going to go burn down Joe and Hanford's home. That's not really helpful. <laughs> well, they're not in it. That's yeah. pointless. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Let's, so, let's do a pointless crime for fun. Yeah. So the gang kept robbing banks, and at one robbery, John left an unused bullet with the cashier, telling him to give it to Sheriff Baker and tell him that he had another one like it just waiting for him if he was man enough to come get it. Oh. 
there's the there's the scary John who told you know the cops to leave their weapons and they just walk through a bush like <laughs> the fuck he was like listen it worked for Moses like <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> so Sheriff Baker gets this message and he goes red with anger. He's being embarrassed. The news was having a field day, and investors in the area were not happy with a gang of bank robbers running around. Not normally. Um, so he invaded the Everglades. How many? How 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 did he get so many people? Because like one person is not going to invade the Everglades. He's gonna. Well, he, he was sheriff. Okay. And like he had other police. Uh, clearly, he had a connection with the National Guard. He was able to use their rifles. Yeah, they were chucking at him at each other. Yeah, so he destroys anything and everything that he can find that's associated with the Ashley gang. So John was kind of like, you know what, maybe maybe we should leave a little bit. We should maybe we should uh let this cool down down here in the Everglades. Smart move there, John. Yeah. So he makes a plan. They're gonna go hide with John's sister Daisy in Jacksonville. <laughs> Because that's with Jacksonville today. I don't know. We're taking it home, I guess. <laughs> um, where they could keep robbing banks up in Jacksonville until after the November election when Jod can go avenge his father by killing Sheriff Baker. Okay. Unfortunately, they get sold out by John's brother in law, George, who, as he was putting groceries in his car, let it you know let it slip uh he did it on purpose to an officer that they would be leaving for jacksonville the next night in a ford model t wow that was very specific yes and very helpful george yes uh nobody knows why he sold them out like why he why he traded like because that they were he was married to their sister like so nobody knows why he did it it seems maybe a little spicy that maybe he wasn't cutting in on the money or maybe that he, he wasn't invited a, to be part of the gang. I don't know. Maybe he just had an internal good side that he just was like, maybe I'm not, I don't want to be part of the crime family. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. So Sheriff Baker contacts the St. Lucie County Sheriff's Department and they make a road trap for them on the Dixie Highway. I didn't quite understand the road trap. Like, I think, like, they put a chain on the on one side of a bridge that was supposed to, like, stop them. So this way they could, like, pull up behind them. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't really understand it. But either way, Baker sent some men and then uh, Sheriff, I think his name was Miller. I didn't write his name down. We're going to go with Miller. OK, the, or, the, the St. Lucie County Sheriff sent some of his men and he was there, too. So, like. They have one sheriff and, like, a bunch of people waiting for this car to pull up on this bridge that I think is blocked. I didn't understand it. But I, all I could just picture is, just like, a row of people just chilling there, like, bucked up, waiting, just, like, waiting for a car. <laughs> well, a car arrived, and unfortunately, it was not the car that they were waiting for. Because when all these officers with their shot-off shotguns kind of came up to this car, it was just two very scared passengers. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, but a couple of minutes later, the car with the Ashley gang rolls up, and the police go and surround that car, and they have they they catch John Hanford, Clarence, and Ray. They tell them all to get out of the car. 
and they do the men do because all of these police officers have sawed off shotguns and john was handcuffed by himself and the other three were all handcuffed together so it's like a bad idea mm -hmm, according to official reports Mm -hmm. the sheriff asked the two men who had been in the car that accidentally came up on the roadblock he asked them to drive him back to his car which was on the other side of the bridge so this way he could go get it to transport the criminals um and the officers claimed that either one of the four men or all four of the men made a move to try and escape or attack them um and so all of the ashley gang were shot dead immediately oh wow that doesn't sound suspicious at all yeah oh merit that was the sheriff's name sheriff merit merit i was close. close um but there's kind of like everybody kind of expects that they were executed because apparently one of the officers who was one of the arresting officers was one of the officers who was in the posse that was there when john ashley's dad was killed and Uh john ashley had been known to say i will kill every single man that was in that posse Mm -hmm. um and then also sheriff Merritt knew that the fort pierce jail would not hold the ashley gang and he was like, we've already lost so many law enforcement officers to these people. We're not going to lose another. They're just kind of like, they made the executive decision, I feel like. Like, they all got together while they were chilling on that bridge. And they're like, you, you, you're, you're good? I'm, we're going to just shoot them. You good? You good? Don't tell nobody. We're good. Okay, cool. They're just dead. Yeah. Yeah. I Pretty feel like much. I feel like that's what that's what happened like i yeah i I wasn't there or anything yeah no um but deep down in my deep down in my soul that's what that's i I mean honestly let's be real that's southern justice oh yeah absolutely that's very florida that's very yeah like you embarrassed me for the last time (laughs) yeah exactly that's swamp justice so many people did not believe that the ashley gang were dead they were like they've survived a shit john ashley took a fucking bullet to the face and didn't die there's no way they're dead. Yeah. So when their bodies were delivered to the mortuary in Fort Pierce, uh, they were all put on display. Now you seem like you're bragging a little bit. Oh, no, no. It gets better. John's glass eye was sent to Sheriff Baker. Okay. Um, As like a little thank trophy. You. Okay. So like, I just, I'm mm, deep down in my soul or the depths of what is supposed where to be your soul whole, should be yeah um i feel like that man did something real weird with that eye and like put it on his desk or something well so when the whole back and forth was happening where john was like give this bullet to the sheriff blah 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 the sheriff was like i'm gonna put your glass eye on my watch fob like that kind of deal <laughs> yeah that's, so that's fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when Laura uh-huh. heard about this, that the sheriff had John's glass eye, she sent him a little message. Was it the bullet from her ass? No, it said, if you don't put that eye back, I'll call crawl through hell on my hands and knees to kill you. So Laura seems kinda, Laura's kind of seems like a badass. I'm kind of yeah. I want to yeah. be more like Laura in my life. Yeah. He 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 gave the eye back. Smart. Because <laughs> Laura, 
I would I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go against Laura. Yeah, she got shot in the so, ass. That's kind of where the story of the Ashley gang ends. But but I just found some little fun facts afterwards. So as I said, he the Joe had five sons. Mm-hmm. Ed, Bob, Frank, and John. That's only four. Exactly. So there's another brother, Bill. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. He uh, up that motherfucker went by Billy. <laughs> he was the only brother who was not invited in the crime business. He did like a little bit of the prohibition stuff, but like he wasn't into the whole bank robbing and things like that. Um, and I got his name right. I'm just so uh, <laughs> so over the moon right now. <laughs> So, um, apparently one day, Bill and his brother-in-law, George, were uh, out in a boat on the St. Lucie River, and uh, weirdly, this boat capsizes, and despite the fact that George could swim, George didn't make it to shore, but Bill did. Hmm. Bill seems maybe that he did kind of do the crime thing with the family some swamp justice there i was really this was like a don't sell your family out bro like yeah i was really hoping you were gonna tell me that they saw a river monster (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe that's why george didn't make it to shore he got eaten by it there you go yeah but so a lot of people still there (laughs) yeah a lot of people suspect that uh bill bill played a part in some swamp justice for making sure as to why george because nobody ever knew why george turned on the family and nobody will ever know nobody will ever know (laughs) bill was like you're going down to the bottom of the river you're gonna get eaten by a 90 foot pink snake And then Laura, who she was 23 when she met John, she was in and out of prison after. Yeah, she was she was 23 when she met John, already married twice and had four kids. That is in the 1910s. I was like, that's an life. independent bitch. Like, that yeah, well, get it. That that is the definition of hashtag boss babe right there. Yeah. <laughs> and like she's fucking case in banks with four kids to take care of good for her right good for her i'm here for laura the 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 hero of the story is laura (laughs) well oh no yeah laura of course like after john and all them are killed she has a bit of a rough time she gets drunk a lot public intoxication all that kinds of stuff she's in and out of prison uh she's still uh bootlegging mm-hmm. and she was the shop she was working in a man comes in and he wants to return the bottle of moonshine that he bought from her because it wasn't as good or it was like not like strong enough or something and so he was like i want a refund and she said fuck you and like chased him out of the store with a rifle and because her life had been so tough she comes in sets the gun down chugs a bottle of gin because alcoholics do what alcoholics do she's having a hard time yep Turns out it wasn't gin. It was actually Lysol. And she collapsed on the floor and died. No, at 30. Laura. Yeah. That was r- really sad. It was actually very sad because apparently like she collapsed her daughter, who I think was a teenager at this point, or like or like 12 or something, like kind of older. Because she's mm-hmm. like she's if she had four by the time she was 23. Yeah, you know? it had to be at least a little bit on the older side. Yeah. So she 
like ran over to her mom and was like cradling her and a woman walked into the shop at the same exact time and the woman was like oh my god we need to take her to the doctor and the daughter was like no like this is just better for her with how tortured she's been living god yeah, yeah i was like jesus. <laughs> jesus no this is this is fine she's lived a tortured life this woman deserves to just die from poison on the floor yeah the fuck <laughs> yeah um and then last little fun fact lugenia ashley joe's wife mother of all of the ashley boys survived her husband and all five of her sons living to 84 she must have been a badass bitch too right that's what i'm feeling i feel like she was the baddest bitch to keep all all of these men in line and yeah. to live past them she was that southern woman that like you walk into her house and you automatically like dip your head down because you don't want to be on her radar kind of thing like i could feel yeah. that I've like, been I in those houses. Like, I feel like she was like the sweet Southern mom, though, that would like bring you sweet tea and then like sit there and with like the sweetest Southern draw, sit there and be like, so now what do you think you're doing here on my property? And you're like, oh, no, should I or drink like, this tea? This yeah, tea like poison. That's exactly like that. <laughs> there's, there's poison in that tea. Yeah, or like, like she's going to like put like she's going to stand behind you and put the tea down and there's a knife in the other hand and just slit your throat. Yeah, like she puts <laughs> her hand on her on your shoulder or, as she puts and, the tea down in front of you. And you're like, I don't like her standing behind me. Yeah, like you're about to die you, like, yeah. you that's that moment the life flashes before your mm -hmm. eyes that's the moment in the scary movie where they do a close-up shot on the person who's about to die face and their eye just slowly get wide with realization yeah yeah that's exactly yeah. i could see it i feel like it happened she probably killed a lot of people <laughs> she was responsible for the cannibalism <laughs> there you go There's she, your cannibalism fed, the she fed everybody that she killed to those ashley boys and that's why they crazy people i've yes. solved the mystery done <laughs> now i have a little bit of another mystery so the large okay. amount of money roughly a quarter of a million dollars in today's money that was stolen by the ashley gang has never been found oh maybe it's with gasparilla's uh money yeah. there in, over there in tampa area and just yeah, hiding away. They, they had a bunch of uh hiding spots in the everglades and this they... fucking lost forever bro <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. I was okay, like, that's never gone. gonna get found. That's yeah, good. so it's like it's um, the it's Everglades. Been it's been gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like they had some in the Everglades, and then they had like one or two spots up near like Jupiter and stuff. Gone. So yeah, and it's never been found. Fucking gone. Yep. Oop. Yeah, that's never going to be found. <laughs> nope. No. Because one, it's probably disintegrated by this point in the weird ass swampland of the Everglades. Two, yeah. it's probably hidden somewhere that nobody ever is going to look. Yeah. Like it's in a tree, in a corner. There's no corners in the Everglades, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's, it's, it's in a tree somewhere and no one is going to be like, oh yeah, that, that tree looks like it has money in it. Like, now what? I will say recently because again i found this out like i learned about this from an episode of expedition unknown on the mm -hmm. discovery channel and while josh gates was there like they were exploring like what they thought was one of the camps from the ashley gang mm -hmm. and they found rusted remnants of a car that a tree had grown up through 
that was like from the 1910s and so like they're pretty sure that like they had found one of the either campsites or distilleries from the ashley gang before it had been destroyed look i don't doubt it i'm sure it's there somewhere it's just never gonna get found correct (laughs) correct it will just never be a thing Mm -mm. well that was an amazing story thank you very much i really i think i feel like i've heard of it somewhere i've like, never heard of it before but like it is not something that i like dug deep into like it may be like a mentioning of something like hit yeah. my brain somewhere and then pop right out the other side i don't know but that was very interesting thank you i really appreciated that you're welcome it was good time it was good times that was a great way to end florida i think i think so too it was a beautiful florida crazy story. craziness yeah, yeah i think so all, All right. right. Are we ready for the nervous part? Oh, I am so, so very scared. Look at how full the bucket is. Oh, look at the bucket. Vermont's right on top. I can see it. <laughs> well, now, I'm, now I'm like shaking it. <laughs> All right. What is our next season of History Bucket, the podcast? And let us find out. Okay, make sure I only got one. <gasps> Oh, oh shit! Oh, 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 we're gonna have so much fun with Mississippi. Mississippi! Oh yeah! Oh god! We're back to more swampland. Yes, the swamp never fails. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. We you are swamp it. people. We are swamp people. Florida race. You're a swamp witch. Yep. Like a swamp witch vampire, and I am just a swamp witch wolf creature. <laughs> This is our new bio. (laughs) (laughs) Just Uh, in uh, in the podcast Instagram bio, we are swamp people. (laughs) Swamp people telling you about history shit. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I'm so excited about that. I was really nervous. I'm very nervous. I think my, like I said before, I think I'm most nervous about like the Midwest like Idaho. Who the fuck does anything in Idaho other than potatoes? I hope there's a potato monster in Idaho. That's all I'm saying when we get there. I don't <laughs> think there is, but I can ask my mom. Oh yeah, your mom's from Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so Mississippi is going to be our next season of History Back at the Podcast. Um I believe our first episode of the season is kind of like a little bit of background into the state and kind of where we want to go from there and then we will bring back all of our lovely topics and add a few new ones and bring back some and old get favorites. rid of get rid of one that was not a favorite <laughs> oh yeah that sexy sexy scandal's gotta go unfortunately i can't i can't it's also very it. hard well it's very hard to find ones that don't involve political scandals or pedophilia yeah and i don't want to talk about that and that's on this podcast so no it is not sexy Those it's are not, not se- pedophilia is not sexy period absolutely yeah there is there there's no other comments you need to make on that it's just yeah period um i say i'm um a lot in this podcast and i apologize to people who listen i listened to it before and i say wow i was like i say um a lot <laughs> It's fine. I I say like so and like a lot. So it's okay. But we're going to, there it is again, (laughs) Uh, bring a couple new topics in. We should have about 10 to 9 to 10 episodes in our next season. And that should be kind of the uh, count going forward. 
I mm-hmm. hope you guys, we are so close to like 150 listens. I think, um, absolutely crazy. I can't. Yeah. Season one, we are already up to 140 total plays. That's so wild to me. Yeah. And we finally reached 21 plays on our very first episode. Um, 22 on yeah our 22 is the one that i hate the most like i absolutely positively cannot stand that episode i say um way too much it's so bad um but 2a has our most plays at 22 and my favorite my favorite episode is episode eight oh yeah Episode, we, oh my god that was like the pinnacle of our of our season I right feel, there yeah i was gonna say we 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 like hit the peak with episode eight and then yeah. rode the wave for yeah. the rest of the season. Absolutely. No question there. My uncle was we, like we found our we found our groove. Oh your uncle. Our, my uncle say he, he I, I love your uncle. I love I honestly he's the like he is our I would say not our number one supporter, but he's our number one critic who's yes. like, Okay, well you can do this and you can do that because I know he he sees the potential in this podcast and i i am so grateful we are so grateful to have him be that backbone for us to be like okay well like he's the reason why we have the the bucket that we pull our topics out of and he's the reason why we kind of have moved in this direction and i think the direction's really working for us he really helped us find where we wanted to go yeah he because as much as two people looking at it you know there's so many ideas but you have that outside person who's mm-hmm. like can listen to it and be like okay well you know you did this really well but you need to work on this yeah is is really nice and he said that our episode eight other than me saying um is amenity or amenity instead of identity but he said that <laughs> our I, I was like i knew i fucked it up but he said that episode eight was absolutely excellent and yes, I, I was. I was. I was just over the moon about it because that's definitely. I know my favorite episode so far. Oh, yeah, I think we had so much fun doing it and uh, and recording it, and even every episode after that. But yeah, that like I, we really hit. Our, I think we hit our stride and like figured. Fig, I think episode eight was when we figured out ourselves. Like, yeah, figured out what the vibe of this was. Yeah, we really want to tell interesting stories from different states and and just in stories in general that have something to do with history, something to do with something just a little bit off in the world, and and something that not a lot of people have heard of. Yeah, exactly. We we want to. There are so many cool little stories out there that deserve to be told. Exactly. And their origins are always hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like I just, I, I just want to laugh and learn about history and learn about the little things in life. And I'm just so, uh, I'm so proud of us for really finishing where we have so far. Yeah, like I'm very proud of us for like making a schedule and sticking to it. We, we really have, and I, I uh, feel like we're ending the series. Like <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's, it's a really big thing for us. So, because like we, we, we did it. We finished. We finished season one, and we're, we're yeah. Here. And so, um, so please don't forget to follow us on our social media, uh, social medias words. Social, social, social medias. Neither of us eat majored in English. All right, we barely yeah. speak it fluently. Yeah, we're we're gonna struggle with it no matter what. So please enjoy that in this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our Instagram and Twitter is history underscore bucket, and then our Facebook is history bucket the podcast. Uh, we are working. Um, 
I will, I'm off tomorrow afternoon and Nathan will most likely be sleeping. So I will be working on our Instagram and pulling up and putting all the pictures from season one that we kept promising people. I know. I'm so podcast. sorry. We're so bad at this. <laughs> we're so bad at the social media. Unfortunately, Listen, we'll, we just don't have it, any money to pay on somebody to do it for us. <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a learning curve. All right. We, yeah. we managed to stay true to our schedule of every other week. Now we have to add the Instagram to that and the Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, and I will work on kind of filling up our Instagram like we promised um, in, in preparation for our new season. Um, but I just I'm really happy where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited for Mississippi. I'm very excited for Mississippi. I was so worried, but I think Mississippi is going to be amazing. Yeah. I feel like because it's not it's not a parallel to Florida, but like I feel like you know, the stories, it's a, like, it's a good jumping off point. Like it, yeah. if we went something crazy, I feel like if we went like somewhere so crazy, like Washington or Hawaii, uh, yeah. or something crazy, I think we might've maybe had like a misstep or so, but going yeah. from Florida to Mississippi, I think is going to, it's, it's going to really work for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so God. I'm excited. so excited. I don't know. I don't think I know of any like cryptids from Mississippi. Oh, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you guys so much, and we will see you in season two. Yes, which right. is in two weeks. We're not like two taking weeks. a break or anything. It's not nope. like you know, not a TV series. Nope. We're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep on pushing. We're gonna keep yes. on going. All right. All right. Thank you guys. Bye.